So large bowel obstruction. Uh, the cause of large bowel obstruction is commonly colon cancer on the left side, but it can occur in diverticulitis or volvulus. Sigmund volvulus is more common in old men and has sudden and severe onset. Features of large bowel obstruction are sudden onset colicky pain, spasming lasting less than a minute, usually hypogastric midline pain, vomiting may be absent or late, and constipation with no flatus. On exam you're going to see increased bowel sounds, especially during the pain, distension early and marked, local tenderness and rigidity. PR will probably show an empty rectum, you may have cancer in there or blood. An x-ray will show a distension of large bowel with separation of the haustral markings, especially sequel distension. Sigmund volvulus will show a distended loop. Management is drip and suck and a surgical referral. Moving on to perforated peptic ulcer. This can cause abdo pain both with and without prior history of peptic ulcer. It's an acute surgical emergency requiring immediate diagnosis. It may follow a heavy meal. There's usually no back pain. The general features are usually prostration, reaction, where after two to six hours symptoms improve and then it goes on to peritonitis after six to twelve hours. So the features are sudden onset, severe epigastric pain, continuous pain but lessens for a few hours, epigastric pain at first and then generalizing to the whole abdomen. Pain may radiate to one or both shoulders or the right lower quadrant. Nausea and vomiting and hiccup is a late symptom. So the signs and tests typical of peritonitis are the patient lies quietly, they're pale, sweaty or ashen with rigidity and guarding. There's maximum signs at the point of perforation. No abdominal distension. You get contraction of the abdomen which forms a shelf over the lower chest. Bowel sounds can be reduced. Shifting dullness might be present. Pulse, temp and BP usually normal at first. Later on you get tachycardia and shock. Breathing shallow and in inhibited by pain. Chest x-ray may show free air under the diaphragm, but you need to sit upright for 15 minutes beforehand. And CT scan is also accurate. Uh, management revolves around pain relief, drip and suck, broad spectrum antibiotics, immediate laparotomy after resus. Moving on to ureteric colic. Kidney renal colic is not true colic, but a constant pain due to clots or stones lodged at the pelvic or ureteric junction. Ureteric colic, however, presents as true colicky pain as you get movement and spasming. The features are intense colicky pain in waves, each lasting 30 seconds with one to two minutes respite. It begins in the loin and radiates around the flanks of the groin, thigh, testicle, or labia. Lasts usually less than eight hours and you get a lot of vomiting. Signs are the patient might be restless, pale, cold and clammy, get tenderness at the costovertebral angle, you might get abdomen, muscle back spasm, and you might get smoky urine due to hematuria. Diagnosis of ureteric colic is done on urine microscopy. Um, we can have a positive uh, dipsticks for blood. Plain x-ray will show most stones, 75%. So the calcium oxalate and phosphate stones are radio-opaque.
intravenous pyloeurogram, IVP will confirm uh, the opacity, if you can't see it on an x-ray, and the level of obstruction, kidney function, any abnormalities. Ultrasound may locate the calculus, but will exclude obstruction. And non-contrast spiral TC is the gold standard. Um, that will show easily, easily missed radiolucent uric acid stones. So the uric acid stones won't show up on X-ray. Uh, if you're in doubt, get the examiner, get the patient to pass urine and look for hematuria. Routine treatment in an average-sized adult is morphine, fentanyl, uh, gatorolax, good. I'm gatorolax, 10 to 30 megs IM. It's as effective as opioids. If the stone is less than 5 millimetres, it'll pass. So 90% less than 4 millimetres will pass spontaneously. If it's more than 5 millimetres, you need to refer. If the patient passes it, he should retrieve it and present it. A repeat IVP might be necessary. There's evidence of obstruction for more than 3 weeks. And you should look for the cause of the stone. The causes are hyperparathyroidism, which would lead to hypercalcemia, or straight hypercalcemia, hypooxaluria, and UTI. If you get fever, you've got an obstructed, infected kidney. For patients with recurrent urinary calculi, you want to do UECs, looking for electrolytes, urea, creatinine, calcium phosphate, uric acid and magnesium, ALKFOS, get a urine sample for urine MCS, get two consecutive 24-hour urine samples, and do an IVP. So biliary pain is upper, right upper quadrant pain. It can be produced by contraction of the biliary tree upon an obstructing stone. Although the stereotype patient is female, 40, fair, fat and fertile, it can occur from adolescence to old age and in both sexes. So the features of biliary colic are acute onset severe pain, postprandial or at night, it's more constant, not colicky, lasting 20 minutes to 2 to 6 hours, it's maximal in the right upper quadrant or epigastrium, it might radiate to the tip of the right shoulder. Painful episode builds to a crescendo for about 20 minutes and it may recede or last for hours. You get some relief by assuming flexed posture. You can get nausea and vomiting with considerable retching and often you have a history of biliary pain or jaundice and it can be precipitated by a fatty meal. On exam you'll have a patient that's anxious and restless in a flexed position rolling in agony. You'll have localised tenderness, Murphy sign over the fundus of the gallbladder and you'll have slight rigidity. Diagnosis of biliary colic is made by abdominal ultrasound, helical CT, intravenous choleangiography, if you've previously had cholecystectomy, and LFTs will show a obstructed pattern with elevated bilirubin and ALKFOS. Management is through morphine or fentanyl, IM catorolac, you can do gallstone dissolution or lithotripsy, or you can do cholecystectomy. There's two main types of gallstones, there's cholesterol and bilirubin. Uh, complications of cholecystitis and cholelithiasis are cholecystitis, 
obstructive jaundice, cholangitis, and acute pancreatitis.